it was too late for Aaron to work in the office today. As he was about to leave, he heard a loud scream. The scream was very painful, as if someone was screaming in very intense pain. It was as if someone was in danger and needed immediate help. Aaron could hold no longer. He went down to check who it really was and what was the matter with that person. But to his surprise, there was nobody present at the place from where the voice actually originated from. It was strange there was no sign of that person, and the sound too. He tried finding every possible area up to his reach, but no, nothing found. There's a dense forest just in front. Aaron walked towards that forest, but didn't see anyone there, either. That's strange, he thought in his head. While heading back from the woods, Aaron took notice of Luke's vehicle, which was parked a few kilometers away from that forest. He became curious of what Luke was doing in the jungle at such late night, so he decided to go see Luke to know the case. He headed towards his car, but as he went closer to Luke's car, Luke fled the car like an air, on its topmost speed. Aaron could not understand a thing. He thought maybe Luke was in a hurry, or maybe he had not noticed Aaron coming. So he decided to make a call to confirm the same. But to his shock, he came to know that Luke was sleeping in his house after coming from the office, and the call was picked up by his wife Nancy, who had confirmed the same. Aaron thought maybe he was mistaken with the whole car scenario, and thought it to be Luke's car. So further paying no heed to it, he left towards his home. But on the other hand, Nancy was bothered with what was said by Aaron. She wanted to confront that the car was still in the garage, so she woke up Luke and informed him about the whole matter, and asked him to call the garage person to confirm the car's availability in the garage. The reason behind Nancy's worry was that the car was brought secondhand from an anonymous person, who was in hurry of selling the car at the cheapest rates, as he said he was leaving the country in urgency. The car too was not really in good condition, the reason it was still in the garage for repair work even after it was bought by the family. Nancy thought maybe somebody might have been misusing the car. But Luke did not take this whole condition of the car seriously, and went back to sleep, consoling Nancy that she was overreacting about the matter, as there are thousands of such cars with the same features and colors, so getting confused is but normal. Nancy too thought that there was a possibility of Luke being correct about it, so it was better to overlook this matter. So she too decided to relax, and both of them went to sleep. Though Luke had consoled Nancy about the car being seen at some other place, but the reality was he was too worried about the whole situation. So he went to the garage the very next day to check, where he got to know that the car was all made up to be taken at home. Luke could not hold his excitement about the news and brought the car at home ASAP. As it is their dream car, they are middle class families, and it is really a matter of luck to get such a car cheaply. Well, things went well for some days with the car, but later on they started to encounter some problems with the car. The matter of fact was, the car went missing each night, and as if it was stolen by somebody for a purpose, and the family could not understand what the hell was going on with the car. Luke was confused, so he decided to play a camera in his parking to catch the person who was doing the same. But it was all unproductive, he could get nobody out of it. But one day the police came to Luke's house. They suspect Luke of being the main culprit in a murder. Because Luke's car was seen there, and some locals also saw the car at the murder spot. Police say Luke killed an employee of a well-known company. The murder happened the same day that they had received the call from Aaron about their car. 
Luke told police that the car was in the garage for repairs that day. As evidence, he spoke of the receipt he had with him. The police were surprised to see it. That means someone in the garage may have misused the car. They will go to the garage and find out. Shortly after the police left, another car pulled up in front of Luke's house. Someone from the car looks at the car parked in front of Luke's garage. He's a little surprised, then he left. That night itself, when the family had gone to sleep, and just at that moment, the man slowly approached the Luke's car. He noticed that the car was parked outside the garage. For some reason the car may not have been parked in the garage, but his job became easier. He went to the car and saw that the doors were not locked. He was quite surprised. He then got into the car to see if any information or evidence was available. But as soon as he got inside, the car door was locked by itself. Then the car started moving automatically. He left for the forest. The car hit the man with its seat. The man realized that there was something wrong with the car. It was no ordinary car. The car was haunted and he knows why. The man said, I know we had done very wrong with you and your family, but please forgive me. I will do whatever you want me to do, whatever it takes, but please let me go. I can get your convict to you and you can take your revenge, but for that you have to spare me. Well, he was correct. The car was haunted and was up for revenge for some reason. As a clear voice was heard from the car saying, I will leave you only at one cost. I want you to take me to my convict's houses and call them to me or else you too won't be spared. The man agreed to what the car said to have his life and at first he took the car to Ryan's house. When they reached there, the man masqueraded Ryan and asked him to meet him outside on the road. But as soon as Ryan came out of the house to the road, the car hit him hard enough to lose his life all at once. His head banged on the road and blood coming out of his head, leaving his body immobile. The door of the car was unlocked. The man got out of the car and ran away. But this is not the end. The real game had just begun. Then two more died in the same way, and every time the locals saw Luke's car at the scene. Over and over again the police visited Luke in new murder cases because of that car. Luke was frustrated and decided to get the roots of this whole situation of the car and the murders. Shortly after the police left, a man came to Luke's house. This is the man who got stuck in Luke's car. Luke was standing outside the house. The man told Luke, Hello, I'm Ted. I'm a spiritualist. Maybe I can help you. Luke was very disappointed. He does not understand what is happening to him. He asks Ted for help, and this is also a chance for Ted to get rid of the car. Without people knowing the reality and the truth of the haunted car, and the murders in which somewhere he too was involved. Ted said, 
You see, the locals at the place where the murders took place saw your car. The police also have CCTV footage. This clearly proves that the car is yours. But I'm telling the truth. Why would I kill someone? I have no enemies. And the time you're talking about, I was out of the country. I also left the car in my garage. I locked everything well. But I did not understand how my car went there at the time of the murder. Listen, Mr. Luke, I understand. But I want to tell you something. You won't believe me, but I think your car is haunted. What are you saying? I know it sounds weird, but it's true. You said the car was secondhand. Maybe there was something wrong with the owner of the car before. Maybe. What do I do now? You have to destroy the car, or burn it down, or else throwing it into the lake. Luke couldn't believe Ted's words. However, he agreed with Ted, as the car had already caused a lot of problems for him and his family. Bring the car to the forest tonight, then puncture the tires of the car, so that the car can no longer run. Then set the car on fire. I will be there with you. Don't worry. Luke did so. When he came to the forest, he first informed Ted, and then punctured the wheels of the car. In the meanwhile, Ted came. He was very happy to see the condition of the car. Thinking that there was no danger, he was about to set the car on fire. At that time, the car came into action. The car hit Ted with its door. Ted and Luke ran further into the jungle. One thing is very clear to Luke, that the car only kills the people of the Silverstone Company, not anyone else. Luke asked Ted whether he knows anything about the incident behind the car, and finally Ted told the truth. The Silverstone Company was built by Ryan, but suddenly he made a huge loss in business. The company was about to close. At this time, Felix offered to buy half the company's shares. Ryan also agreed. In fact, there was no way not to accept the offer, but from then the problem started. One by one, Felix started recruiting his employees, excluding all Ryan's old employees. He started running the business on his own. Felix did not listen to any of Ryan's words. At one point, Felix wanted to buy Ryan's entire company, but Ryan wasn't happy with the decision. And so one day, Ryan planned to kill Felix. Ryan, along with some of his employees who were close to him, killed Felix and his family in the same car. One of Ryan's men sells the car to you who was later found dead in the forest. Then why the car is trying to kill you? Because I'm also a close friend of Ryan. I also helped him in this work. That means you're not a spiritualist. You lied to me, but why? Because like everyone else, this car would kill me. I needed to destroy the car, which I could not do alone. And now that you know everything, I have to kill you too. Ted pulled out a revolver and aimed it at Luke. Luke realized his time was short. At that moment, a strong flashlight hit the eyes of Ted, making him unable to see Luke. And then a strong object hit Ted hard to make him fall on the ground. There it was. It was the car Felix was driving. The car backed up a little. Then Felix vanished from the driver's seat. Ted groans on the ground. Luke picked up the gun and aimed it at Ted. Let's go to the police station, Mr. Ted, and tell the rest of the story there. Ted told the police everything. How he, Ryan, and Ryan's employees killed Felix and his family. After the investigation, police got to its roots, where Luke was declared as not guilty and was given a clear chit. After its revenge, Felix had left the car, and still today the car belongs to Luke.